Welcome to the Introvertpreneur Podcast. Take a breath because you are in the right place and you can finally stop apologizing for being an introvert. I'm Tara and I've discovered how to thrive as an entrepreneur while being 100% true to myself. Now I want to help you do the same. In these episodes, you're going to find everything you need to build a successful service-based business so you can stop competing with extroverts and grow and market your business with ease. Are you ready? Welcome back to another episode of the Introvertpreneur Podcast. We are joined today by Adriana, who is the owner of The Lazy Millennial. I love that business name, by the way. That is an operations management and technical writing company that specializes in helping leaders streamline and improve their documented processes and systems to achieve maximum efficiency and growth. So thank you so much for being here. I'm so excited to chat with you. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, so I would love to hear a little bit more about your story and kind of how you got started in business and doing this, because I think a lot of people um, don't necessarily thrive with the like admin processes, systems kind of side of business. So I love asking, especially people who focus more on that side of it, like, how did you get started? Oh, my gosh. Okay, so just for starters, I was not really good. I wouldn't say good. I wasn't that skilled in this stuff yet. So backstory, I started my business back in 2018. The even like prequel to that, I was actually on the board of a local nonprofit. And the founder of that nonprofit actually pushed me to start a virtual assistant business because I was doing admin work for the organization. She was just like, you should make it to a business. Because at that time, I was looking for a job, trying to figure out like, how I'm doing night shifts and stuff. My husband's swapping all daycare costs. And I, we all, well, maybe not all, but it's super hard trying to have like, trying to just live life and work and all that good stuff and trying to find a job, have my bachelor's degree. And that just, yeah, life was just, I'm like thinking back, y'all, I'm sorry. Life <laughs> was just pretty much tough. My husband just got out of the military during that time. But anyway, I'm about to go on a whole tangent. So Fast forward just a little bit. She pushed me to start my business and I wasn't really interested in starting a business because it seemed like a whole lot of work, which it is. And long story short, she was just like, okay, here is this website. You get it built up. You figure out what you want to do and you should do virtual assistant work. So started my virtual assistant business in 2018. That actually took off very well um, just with all the connection stuff that I had. So I had no problem finding clients or anything like that. The problem lied with me, one, being pregnant when I started my business, and two, trying to navigate like the space of delegation and having a team and all that good stuff. So long story short, with that, I hired someone, especially to take over when I had maternity leave. That did not go well. Luckily, my clients were all good sports, so they're just kind of like, okay, we can just hold on to things until you're ready to return. And I was like, okay, maybe I should look this, into this a little bit more, like, I figured that people could probably, I know it sounds terrible. I figured she could probably read my mind. I I think we've all felt the same way. (laughs) Virtual assistant, now I'm an agency. 2020 was the turning point to where I am the lazy millennial now. So the reason for that turn point, had my agency, had about eight or nine women working with me. 
couldn't delegate to any of them. I had my own core team as well. Like I had women in the agency and I also had like my own virtual assistant and other people like helping the websites and all that good stuff. Could barely delegate to anybody. Couldn't tell anybody what I want to do and all this stuff. And I listened to other coaches telling me like you need to have standard operating procedures. You need to make sure you have systems and stuff. So I'm like, okay. At the time I was thinking systems were just simply like the software that we use. I'm just like, okay, I have all this stuff. I'm still struggling. Why can't I delegate all this stuff out to other people? And yeah, so long story short, closed down my agency, decided to focus on really figuring out what systems meant for business owners. And of course, like what in the world are SOPs really? And like, why am I struggling even though I have them? Decided to work on that. I finally, after some research, figured out like, okay, let me focus on process documentation and figure out like, my goals, I'm like, I'm not running an agency anymore. So a lot of the processes that I have don't apply. So scratch that off. And um trying to speed this all because I could talk forever on this, but <laughs> cut off the processes, ended up helping other clients as well. Like once I got myself in order when things were flowing smoothly, decided to help other clients, and I realized things started moving smoothly for them too. They ended up firing me, which honestly, because we figured out like, oh, you just needed something automated and actually need a virtual assistant, blah, blah, blah. So started doing that. And I was like, okay, I want to focus more on SOP. So how can I make this a thing? And then 2021, I was like, okay, you know what? I'm going to officially just focus on systems, standard operating procedures, all that good stuff. And the Lazy Millennial was born from that. And since then, I've just been like fine tuning how I can help other businesses, figuring out where I want to go at and landed here. So like doing technical writing, business consulting and all that fun stuff. So that was a very long drawn out story to say that I bombed my agency and had to start fresh. <laughs> I love though, how you said that, like you got yourself sorted, like you struggled with delegation and it was because you didn't have these SOPs and processes and things in place. And now you help other people achieve that. So you're coming at it with like, you're helping other people because you've you've been in the place that they're at now. Right. And I'm cur- I'm curious and I've ever since I first came across you I've wanted to know like where does the name the lazy millennial come from? <laughs> okay. So one total disclaimer you guys, I'm actually a millennial and oftentimes I would always hear read articles like oh my god millennials are so lazy they don't want to work this that the third. And honestly being really correct. I honestly don't want to work if I don't have to. So <laughs> um, the um, millennial course came from that, but like laziness, I was like, okay, so like with standard operating procedures, like we want to delegate, we plan to officially leave our businesses one day. That should hopefully be the goal, whether we stay in, pass it down, whatever the case may be, we are going to leave our business at some point. And as we're building up that journey, usually we delegate to other people and that delegation gives us a little bit of freedom or a chance to be lazy, so to speak. So I was just like, okay, I want something that's catchy enough to grab attention, but also make sense because documented processes honestly can lead to laziness or whatever you want to call it. Probably not laziness, but whatever. But I love it. I, I resonate with that. <laughs> I <yeah>. resonate <laughs> with it completely. Like, I, if you told me to pick either hustle or lazy, I'm going lazy all the way. Like right. I don't want to be in that hustle, like nonstop work mindset. I'm also technically a millennial. I think I'm like in like the year or two 
cutoff. If I was a year or two older, I would have been in whatever the next one is. Um, gotcha, yeah. So I'm kind of in between, like on the line. But yeah, I I love that because I've always been called lazy. Um, Not, well, always, <laughs> sometimes. And I'm like, that's fine by me. I manage my energy. Like I do not right. want to be working a 16, 20 hour day to build this business. No, thank you. So if that makes me lazy, then fine. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and that's how I feel about it. I love that. So I I know a lot of people struggle with documenting these operational processes. And I, I feel like I, I was in the same boat as you at the beginning. Like when I first started bringing on team members, I was like, delegating, it sounds great, but I'm always like, oh, for me to actually like, because I had no processes or like SOPs or anything in place, I would just be like, you know what, instead of me like creating an SOP and like listing out like what I need, I can just go in and do it. <laughs> so I wouldn't delegate yeah. anything. And I think a lot of people get in that place and because setting these things up, it is a time investment. It does take time, but the savings of time afterwards, like, can you tell, talk about a little bit about like some of the benefits of like getting your processes and procedures like documented and organized? Yeah. So I like to tell people to just start from the very beginning. And it honestly can be as simple as creating checklists for yourself. I will be like total disclaimer, you guys. I have ADHD, which explains why I get like super excited. And we'll keep telling a story on and on. So <laughs> just wanted to throw that out there. But honestly, when it comes to documenting processes, it does not have to be like cutthroat. I, I feel like People teach us to do stand operating procedures and stuff, and they're just like, okay, well, you just need to sit down, record yourself what you're doing, and just show it to somebody else. But there's like a whole step that we're missing prior, and that's where, like, I call it my DDI framework, the document visualize and improve. Like, the documentation portion is honestly where we start with stand operating procedures, and with that, that is simply you writing things down. So, like, the easiest way I tell people just to get started with documenting is just if you write a to-do list, write out your to-do list and also make like little check notes or like little maybe side marks. Like, okay, I'm about to check my email. Or I need to send 10 emails to whoever. I need to send a newsletter to my mailing list. Whatever your to-do list is, just writing that down. And also kind of like making note like, okay, I'm going into this software. I'm sending it to this list, things like that. So when it comes time to actually do the standard operating procedures, you already have like, the documentation. So like you already wrote out like your process and it may not be like perfect and like step by step, but like when it comes time to actually delegate or things of that nature, you already have like some notes to go off of. So like, it's a lot easier versus you trying to like sit down a computer or even like a notebook and trying to like write down your whole business. So it gets really overwhelming if people don't end up doing it. And this is why honestly, a lot of the corporations are in the situations they are in now, but I will leave it at that. Yeah, that's, that's so true. And like, oh my gosh, like, once I started doing this, it just made like, I know, like you started as a virtual assistant, I did too, like, just helping your team to do their job. I don't know, did you have clients at the beginning that had like nothing in place for you? So it was oh, like, God. So <laughs> yes. stressful, like that was the worst thing as a service provider is like, getting assigned a task. And then you're like, wait, I don't like have any idea 
how you want this done. There's like no process. There's no like guidelines. It's, it's very frustrating to your team. And it, I mean, especially if you're paying hourly, like, I mean, that's going to save you money if you get these processes mapped out and digitized and yeah. Like, yeah, I mean, I, I had, uh, we finally got a bunch, like most of the like recurring things documented and SOP step-by-step and we were pretty good at keeping them updated. And then I'll share a story. So my virtual assistant was doing like the, um, I had a Canva templates membership and she was doing most of the like management. I would like create the new templates and then she'd go in every month and go through the entire SOP and get them added to the platform for members. And she went on vacation and I was like, oh, I can do it. No problem. And then I'm like, I go to do it and I'm like, oh my gosh, I haven't done this in like a year. I don't even remember how to do it. Thank goodness (laughs) we have an SOP because I followed that. And that's exactly where it comes in handy for that. <laughs> You're lucky that you had it. Yes. I was like, wow, I I am so glad that we did this. Or like, because there were a lot of like little settings and things. And I'm like, oh my God. And I know that we had done some updates that new things that had to be done. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh my gosh, thank goodness this is documented and we've kept it up to date. <laughs> Yeah, and that's exactly like how it is. It's like you don't really realize you need this stuff until you need it. So it's like it's good that you already had it in place and already have like a system going. So that that is a hand clap. So I'm curious for anyone who's listening and is like, yeah, I feel called out right now. I have like no processes, nothing documented. Like, what is the first thing that somebody should do? Okay, so. I always tell people, I like going by like the goal setting. I don't know, Mar- I don't, Mark, that's not the word I'm looking for, but whatever. I like always tell people to start off with goal setting. So like we all have, maybe not all, but like most of us have like a yearly goal setting goal that we set. So from there, I like to tell people like, okay, you have the yearly goal. So let's say that you, maybe you want to make, finance is always like a big thing. So we'll say finances. So like, let's say you want to make $150,000 this year. So like for the yearly goal, you have $150,000. So with that, you're going to break it up into, I like doing three month sections because it's a whole lot easier to manage versus like looking at the 12 month at thing. Three months is just more digestible. So you're going to look at the three months like, okay, where am I at now? And what do I need to do to get towards the $150,000 goal? So let's say like you're at zero, like you're just starting your business and like, you're like, this is what I want to do for the year. You have that. So like you start off very small, like first, you're going to need some clients. So like the first thing may be, let me get two clients this month and work from there. So like you may not always hit your goals, whatever you set, but like when you use your goals, write it down, you break them down to digestible pieces. And when you have the digestible pieces, you write that down. Of course, you guys are documenting. (laughs) Once you write that down, you figure out like, okay, I need to get two clients. How exactly am I going to get these two clients? So you jot down like, how are you going to get these clients? So maybe you're going to promote on Facebook. Maybe you're going to do um, in-person networking. Whatever that is, you jot that down. So all you're going to do is work backwards. So you're going to set like your really big goal, break it down into digestible chunks, and then continue working backwards and making sure you're writing this stuff down. Because what's going to happen, you're going to be forced to one, make your list. And then two, you're going to start writing out like how exactly you're going to do this thing. You may not follow it step by step, 
But the whole point is to just simply get it out of your mind and document it. So once you do that, just make your list, figure out how you're actually going to achieve that goal and just work that way. And then the easiest way for people that get overwhelmed with even that, I mentioned earlier the to-do list, simply like, okay, what are you doing today? What are you doing? If it's like maybe two things, two, two or three things, what are you doing today? How are you doing those things? Just writing that stuff down, jotting down how you're doing it. Those are the simplest way to start at least documenting. So that way down the line, you can start doing like the standard operating procedures and all that fun stuff. But the key thing is to simply just start writing. That's a really good point. Because I think so, so many times, like when it comes to not documenting things, we also like with goals and stuff, we just keep them in our head. We never put them anywhere. Right. (laughs) I was guilty of that. It happens, but yeah, I mean, putting it somewhere. And I love that you said about working backwards, because that's definitely how I have to do it too. Like even larger tasks, I have to break them down into smaller pieces. That just makes it more attainable, more achievable, makes it easier for me to get things done. Like if I had a task on, like I use ClickUp, if I had a task that was like batch record three solo podcast episodes, I would have that task come up and I'd be like, oh, I don't know what three topics to do. I don't have anything outlined. Like I need to break that down. (laughs) Right. And that's exactly all it is. And it's like once it's documented, written down. And oh, I meant to add too. make sure you keep it in a place you're actually going to look like one of mine. Mm -hmm. I like using physical notebooks still. So like I'll keep like a notebook right on my desk and have to look at it each day. So like I have to kind of like look through before I jot anything down. So or if you're an electrical person, electronic person, Keep it somewhere where you know you're going to have to look at it. So that way it becomes a habit because pretty much we're just creating another habit. Yeah, that's that's a really good point because I used to do the old, oh, I have some ideas. I'm just going to open a blank Google Doc either from yeah. my computer or my phone. And then I never go back to it. Like I have so many random Google Docs just floating around like named weird stuff <laughs> just with like <laughs> notes and then things that I never went back to. Same here. I was like digging up things from like 2018 or like when I first started my business, actually not 2018, it's like 2019. It's like, wow, I did not come back to that. I know. It's so funny. I, I recently discovered a um fully flushed out digital product. I had the sales page written. I had like everything mapped out, like the emails promoting it. And I'm like, I don't even remember this. And then I looked at the like Google Doc date and it was from like 2020. I'm like, ah, well, <laughs> This didn't end up going anywhere. (laughs) So what kind of clients do you typically work with? Or like, how do you typically work with people? So before, like when I first was getting, honestly, I still kind of work with the same audience now. So like I started out with online service providers, like I was, so like I was working a lot with other consultants, mainly coaches of different sorts. So like it was business coaches, those that were in like the DEI space, coaching that. I mean, excuse me, not coaching that, but they were into that coaching. (laughs) So I worked with a lot of coaches. And then as I expanded, I started working with different industries. But now I pretty much still work with online service providers, but also anybody that pretty much works with like a B2B. So like people that work with other businesses. And I also work with people like individuals that are trying to like license. I kind of just fell into this one recently that are licensing or wanting to franchise 
their either like their frameworks or like their entire businesses. So like I'll have to go through and document all of their operational processes or kind of walk them through it. So yeah, it's honestly I don't have like a niche. It's just kind of like whoever needs documented process because it's like a very broad thing that I do. But I would like to say I like working with other B2B, um, those that provide services to others or those that are just wanting to sell their frameworks and stuff. I really like working with that kind of stuff and learning. That's awesome. And I I just have to point out one line that I saw on your website homepage that I think like I saw this and I'm like, yep, yep, that's true. So you say on your homepage, what if I told you that 80% of your stress could be eliminated with a solid documentation structure? And I'm like, oh yeah, I know. And like, that's, that's truly how powerful it all is. Yeah. Cause like, it's one of those things, like, again, we don't even think we need it. And I feel like had I known what I know back then now, I would have been, <laughs> I would have been like, I don't know, but I was like, like, now that I know what I know too, I was like, I don't think I would have had an agency, but live and learn. Mm-hmm. We've all, I think every entrepreneur kind of goes through that, those periods of like, oh, I can do that later. I don't need that right now. And then they get busy. Yeah. So it never gets done. And then it's just a mess. <laughs> like, yeah. So I'd love for you to tell us about your resource hub that comes with a seven day free trial. And I absolutely love this too. Journey to laziness. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I so resonate with your brand names. I love it. Okay. So with the resource hub, it's something that I have been playing around with for a while. Okay. So what it is really is just like me, all the templates I've come over like the past couple of years and honestly still doing, I am just finding a way to make it more um, broader. So like I've done templates for other business companies and stuff, but like now I'm making it broader so that other people have access to it because I do a lot of the full operations of the business. So like I break it down into pretty much just make templates for like the different operations of business. So like I keep it broad, like we have the marketing, we have sales, we have day-to-day, all that good stuff. Whatever I have, I just dump it into there. I'm trying not to say dump it, but I was like, it's pretty much what it is. I'm dumping like all the resources that I have, like whenever I do classes and workshops, all that stuff's in there. And then also too, there is like the little community piece to it. But like the main focus is to get people to document and also have a safe space to actually like ask questions like, okay, I want to do this. Like, will this make sense from an operations standpoint and things like that? So like, it's a more accessible way for me to be able to help more people and also make sure people are actually documenting because that is super important. We need in our businesses. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. I just went to your shop too. And I'm like, oh my gosh, you have so many awesome things in here. Like a, a documentation challenge for $27. I'm like, oh my gosh, this looks amazing. Like the delegation 101, hiring the lazy way. That's like, <laughs> I love the way that you that you talk about this kind of thing because I feel like a lot of times like people talk about documenting and operational stuff and processes mm-hmm. and it just sounds hard or difficult to get started, which I think is why a lot of people don't do it or put it off in their business. And I feel like you really break it down into an easy to understand an easy, easy to get started kind of way. And that's exactly the goal. Cause like, even when I was searching, like I can only find things from like manufacturing and stuff. And I was looking up like SOPs or like how to like really do them. And like, now I see more 
articles and stuff on doing like documenting process and stuff. But like, it's like, it wasn't there when I needed it. <laughs> so yeah. I'm like, okay, this is what we're doing. This is how we can simplify it. And like you said, I feel like people are, are too, almost too technical. Like, yes, we're doing technical writing and it's a form of technical writing, but like, it doesn't have to be that technical. Like we can just break it down so everybody knows what we're talking about. So that way, because I will say kind of like off record, but like this industry was slowing down a lot because a lot of people didn't realize like, oh, like how important it was and stuff. So like getting people to not only like from a business owner standpoint, but like also other consultants, like, yeah, like people need our services, but like we have to explain it in a way that is more relatable. So throwing that out there too so like y'all were wanting to know how to do what I do and stuff like just so you know it's coming back now but like it was on a decline for like a short maybe longer (laughs) longer time yeah I feel like a lot of people are either like if they're at the point where they need the procedures and they're hiring it's like I, I see a lot of people like oh I made this hire and it didn't work out and you know it's the work isn't being delivered on time and then Really, though, you're not giving them what they need to actually. And then I'm seeing a lot of like service providers who are like, I just lost a client and I've tried to do everything and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, yeah, this it seems like it's a problem for like both sides of that. Yeah. And it's funny, guys, like like having better documentation actually solves that, too. That's a funny thing. Mm -hmm. But it's just like from both sides people don't really realize they need that and they don't know how to ask for it so like a lot of times they'll go to online business managers and stuff because like they're supposed to help with SOPs too but like they don't help from that standpoint so it's like yeah it's it's a lot there's so much that goes into it yeah I know the the first time that I did hiring and was like was trying to build a team because I was like I'm just so overwhelmed I'm so busy I'm gonna hire I I think I hired a virtual assistant, a graphic designer. I think there was a writer. Um, And I was like, okay, they're going to take so much off my plate and I'm going to get so much, like have more free time. I'm not going to have to work so much. And then I was like, okay, they're waiting on me to like give them stuff or like review things or like give them access to like I had no processes whatsoever. So it was a, to put it lightly, it was a disaster (laughs) because. Yeah, it really didn't take anything off my plate. And I was just the bottleneck who was like preventing them from having a great experience and getting their work done. And then I was just, oh, I'll just do it myself. So I wasn't delegating. It was just, yeah, it was a big mess. (laughs) Yeah, we have the same story, pretty much. (laughs) (laughs) I learned very quickly, though, that I mean, the issue was not them, it was me. And I needed to like get my own house in order before I invited somebody else in in the door. Right. That's exactly it. Well, this was so much fun. I love, I think SOPs are so important and so critical. And I know so many people avoid them or think, oh, I'll just put it off. I'll do it later. I don't need them right now. Um, Mm -hmm. And I it's so, they're so valuable. Like there's so many reasons to do this and it is just going to help you be more efficient and grow more quickly. And I, yeah, this is, I love that you help people with this too, in a more like easy to understand and get started kind of way. So definitely go connect 
whether I'm going to have all of your links in the show notes, we'll have your Instagram, your website, your link to your shop, everything. So go check that out and make sure to reach out and connect with her. If you know, this is you, if this is resonating, because I know a lot of you listening are like, yeah, I can connect with the laziness when it comes to like my processes so far. Yes, join the lazy side. And I will say I'm more active on LinkedIn. So if you are listening to this episode, just feel free to send me a message. I will, so a disclaimer, I may change around the resource up a little bit. So like, it may just be like one month for like a very low cost. And then back to like the 350 a year thing. I haven't fully decided yet, but like, just in case you guys feel free to reach out to me and I'll give you guys a special code. So you still get the free week. Well, awesome. Thank you so much. Yeah, definitely touch base. Cause that, that sounds amazing. And I know so many people are going to need that. Like I'm, I'm going to look at your challenge for sure after we get off of this podcast interview. Cause yeah, I don't have an online business manager anymore. So it's, I, I definitely like lean down my team. So really right now it's just me, my virtual assistant who's been with me for over two years now and a podcast manager. But I know that like, because of that, I've definitely let some things slip. So <laughs> I definitely want to get back into like making this um, more of a habit again. Yeah. And I was gonna say leaning has been the story of my year. So I completely get it. And yeah, that should definitely help. So at least like keeping it going and stuff. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. This was an amazing conversation. And I know everyone's going to love this. And it was so great to chat with you. It was nice chatting with you too. Thank you so much for joining me today. This episode may have ended, but there are ways we can stay in touch until next time. You can join me at thetarareed.com where you can find tons of blog posts and resources that will also help you grow your business. And don't forget to follow me on Instagram at introvertcoach, where I share more introvert-friendly and service-based business tips with you. If you love what you're hearing, drop a five-star rating and review telling me what you are loving about the podcast so that I can continue to encourage as many introverted entrepreneurs as possible. Until next time, keep using your introvert superpowers.